0: Hello everyone, my name is Julianne Reese smith and this is my podcast, Defining Academic Validation. This podcast will be uh, a mix of me trying to tell you guys about good tips and tricks that I've learned throughout my academic life and schooling. About how to study better and how to, you know, use your time well and how to maybe study for different subjects but it would also be about me um, sharing personal experiences you know if I get a bad grade if I get you know feedback and how to do things well and basically just me sharing and hoping to share some lessons that we can all learn from but the overall reason why I started this podcast was mainly about the fact that some people including myself base a lot of their self-worth and a lot of their you know identity on their academic life and the grades that they get and while i feel that i've met a lot on social media people saying that they found the answer and the answer is almost always to not to stop caring about school but to you know find other interests you know do something else and that's not the approach I'm gonna take I do genuinely think that it's okay to feel sad when you get a bad grade it's okay to you know strive to get good grades or to strive to do better or to improve or you know to just really care about school like that's fine I do that and I'm not gonna stop doing that and so this podcast will Mainly be about trying to find a balance, and I haven't found that yet. So it's also kind of gonna be me, hopefully, growing as a person and as a student, and having good discussions with other people, and just you know trying to find our way throughout schooling and your the academic life, and so it's about yeah you know finding a balance where again you will you can it's fine if you care a lot about schooling and if that takes up a big part of your life it does so for me it's not going to change but it's about finding a balance that does so that a bad grade will not ruin your life and that maybe failing a subject or you know doing really bad or not maybe not even doing that bad but it doesn't have to be a personal failure and it should not um it should not have an effect or not have that big of an effect on how you see yourself as a person and how good you think you are as a person Since this is the first episode, I thought I would start out with a brief personal introduction. So, hello, I am Julianne. I am, well, the day that this is recorded, I am 16. But the day that this podcast episode will be released, I am going to turn 17 in three days. And fun fact, this podcast will actually be released on my first day of school, which will also be my first day of the IB Diploma Programme. And so I'm from Denmark. I'm born and raised in Denmark and I went to a Danish school up until ninth grade and then this last school year I have been in the pre-IB program, which to listeners who do not know what that is, it's this um, one year program that's before the IB diploma program. And it's basically the one that I took was like the Danish school system, but in English. And it's used as kind of a preparation for the IB and to make sure that everyone has the general same knowledge. I've just been through that. Um, And so this will be the day that this is released. It's my first day and my first like real experience with the IB system, but I will be continuing at the same school. And so it won't be that big of a change and so as I've said this podcast will be about personal experiences and it will be also a lot about the IB so if you are a future IB student I will also be sharing um you know tips and tricks and how to get into the IB and also after I've graduated I'll do a whole you know how to do well and what kind of things should you prioritize and I do plan on around application time to do a whole podcast episode about the subjects that I've taken and choosing um, IB subjects and how to do that and what should you choose. And, you know, if you don't know what you want, how do you, you know, how do you even begin choosing and deciding? And that podcast episode will most likely be in collaboration with a few of my classmates. So stick around for that I think that's going to be very very fun but yeah so I'm an IB student Um, I'm in a quite small class IB class in my year we're about I think 49 students so it's a quite small uh, IB department I and my school is not an IB school it's a huge uh, Danish high school and then the IB, depl- IB department is a very very small minority But, yeah, that's a little bit about me, but that's not the main topic of today. The topic I've decided on today is actually on how to create good study habits and how to plan your time well, which is something that I spent the last school year, you know, trying to figure out, especially uh, starting. In an international school and suddenly doing schooling in a language that was not my mother tongue um, and so this is also going to be relevant for you know even if you're doing school in your mother tongue or if you don't have a big change next year or something this is kind of just you know tips and tricks that I've learned throughout the year and you know what have I done wrong and what have I thought was good and so to start in the beginning or at the beginning of my school year I had this like seminar on the first day of school which was like an hour long yeah an hour long seminar on how to study well which it was it was actually really nice I got this uh paper piece of paper that is hanging on my wall by my desk so I still have it but I found it quite nerve-wracking because we had to like put up our hand and we had to actually you know contribute and answer questions um about how we studied and just imagine you sitting in a room with like 50 other students and you know none of them like you don't know them it's the first day you have known some of them for what like four hours you probably don't remember anyone's names which i didn't it was you know Faces were just blurred. I was very, very um, confused, but it was actually quite a nice seminar. And so I'll also be sharing some of the takeaways from that. But I thought I would start with planning your time, which I think is very, very important. And so the first thing that we learned in that study seminar and the most important thing was to make a weekly schedule. And that's something that I have used, and I have found quite successful. Um, so I use it on, I started in a Word document that you can, I made like a table, and then I wrote like, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so on. And then I wrote uh, Times, because I know that there are already some on the internet. But I found that I needed one that I could change the times because obviously I don't have plans necessarily from like 3 to 4 or from 4 to 5. Like, you know, sometimes I'm doing something from like 3 p.m. to like 4.30 p.m. And that's just not on this many of the schedules. Like, they don't work like that. And so I started out with a Word document. I would highly recommend doing it on paper. You can actually get, I have this uh, little notebook that's just like you flip the pages and it just says Monday, Tuesday, you know, so and so on. And so you have complete free reign of how to do it. But that's something I highly recommend. And the tip that followed along with that from my student counselor was to first put in what you want to do and to then put in what you have to do to try and make it more motivating and while i think that's a great idea i think it's a little too optimistic because i have two hours of public transport to school and even if you don't have that you might have you know sports or you might might have something that takes up a lot of time you might need to help a lot at home you know and so for me doing that which is not realistic because if I filled my timetable with what I wanted to do I would not have time left like that's just not how it worked for me and so if you can do that I would recommend doing that but for me I'm more I do everything that I need to do in a day and I find it really nice you know with assignments right like you can plan it out be like okay Tuesday I don't really have anything to do but I have you know A math assignment that's due monday or something and so i can put in some time that day um because maybe my saturday and sunday is completely filled so i don't have time before monday but tuesday i have and so i find that it's quite nice um i do it sunday evening usually and it's a really really nice way to you know see what homework do I have, what assignments do I have and it really helps me from not falling behind and to stay on top of assignments and I know that obviously procrastination is a thing and also a thing that will be covered later so obviously it's probably not going to be 100% accurate but it's also for me it's a nice way every Sunday to see what kind of week do I have, is it a busy week, is it more of a calm week like what am i actually going into and so that's my like first thing and that's my like tip for planning your time the other tip which is a tip that i also got from my student counselor is to figure out how long it takes you to do different subjects like don't be idealistic instead try and be as accurate as possible And so obviously this is not something you might be able to do in the beginning of the school year. But, you know, if you have maybe like five math problems that you need to do and you know that you might not be that good at math or that math takes you a lot of time, then don't say that it's going to take you 10 minutes, you know, then put off more time for it um, to ensure that you actually have the time that you need in a while. I haven't really use that as much I just do on a general level because I'll read uh, I usually get a lot of um, things pages that I need to read and then I take notes and so I have a general idea of how long it takes me to write notes depending on how long like how many pages it is and so I use that but if you're, you're someone who might be really, really good at something and not as good at something else, it might be a great idea to think how long would this actually take me? And I think that's more if you fall into the category of I'm gonna you know, put in everything I want to do first and then everything I need to do. Make sure that you have the time that you need for the things that you actually need to do you know think and plan for the day and be like oh but I could also do that Tuesday or something because you've already done that so I just look at the schedule and I go oh I'm doing math today I'm gonna need to bring home my math book and I find that very relieving especially if I've had a long day and I'm just my brain feels fried I can just look at the schedule and have that decide for me so I don't have to completely you know go over everything again and try and figure out what I actually need to do. So once you've planned your time, it's going to be all about actually pulling off the studying that you need to do. And that is something that I had bit of, a bit of a hard time doing in the beginning of the year because I came from a school system where, you know, daily homework was not really a thing and so to come home and have to do a bunch of stuff on top of assignments felt like a lot and I don't know about you guys but for me the start of the school year is always a little bit overwhelming. Like I have the first the first few days that are like the introduction days I feel like are quite you know they're nice and calm and on those days I I'm usually very very excited to just get started so I would rather not skip the introduction days but I'm really excited to start having an actual class that's not just a teacher being like hey this is what we're going to be working on this year like I actually want to learn and to start learning and to start figuring out what the subjects are going to be like but after that I feel like it can be quite overwhelming usually because you're not used to or not necessarily used to having such long days, like, you've just been on summer break, you've, you know, you've just been, like, not doing anything or laying on the beach, or even if you have... I mean, I have a summer job, but it's still different, and then suddenly you have to be at school from 8 to 3 or 9 to 3 or 8 to 4 or however long your school hours are, and so I find that quite overwhelming, and therefore what I have found helpful is to really find good study habits to make it seem less overwhelming and to find find out the not the quickest but maybe the best and also maybe a little bit of a more quicker way to do things so it's not completely overwhelm yourself from the beginning because we don't want to you know go over and have feel burned out or feel like an imposter because you don't think that you're smart enough yes so i think my first and most important study trick is to create a to-do list like that's just make a to-do list it's gonna it's the same with planning your time and this kind of a part of planning your time make a to-do list figure out what do you actually need to get done today and while I know that some people make a to-do list where they also plan their day. So they're like, oh, I need to get this done from this point to this point. I wouldn't recommend doing it. I think if it works for you, you should definitely do it. Um, for me, though, if I don't hit, like, sometimes something just takes longer. Like, sometimes I think I'm going to be fine and I can do something quickly. And then either I procrastinate or... You know, I'm tired or it's just I can't figure something out or I I have to take so many notes. Something just makes it take longer. And then I find it very, very demotivating if I'm so far behind already. Because if you plan for it to take this long and then suddenly you have to spend 30 or an hour, 30 minutes or like an hour more on something, that's just for me very, very demotivating and suddenly you have to move your entire schedule And so I don't recommend doing that. I do recommend creating a to-do list. And what I do is that I range it from most to least important. So, you know, what do you really, really need to get done? And maybe you have, like, sometimes I have some things, like, I don't really need to get done today, but if I have the extra energy and I have the extra time, you know, that would be great to at least get started on. And so I put that in the bottom and what I actually really, really need to get done today. I put that at the top because then if you don't finish your to-do list, you finish the things that were the most important and the rest doesn't really need, they don't need to get finished today. Like that's fine. And so on the same topic, what I recommend with to-do list is to create a lot points and i get that something can maybe seem you know like you i wouldn't make like such a long to-do list that it overwhelms you and makes you feel like you don't have the time what i would do is if you have a tiny task put it on because for me crossing out a bunch of things it really motivates me to keep going. If I can get four things off my to-do list very, very quickly, I get so happy and I get so motivated and so excited and I feel very, very productive. Um, And what I've found is that a key to study well is to find that feeling of productivity. Like if I can just, you know, get stuff done, feel productive, I personally get very, very happy and it motivates me to do even more than I might have had planned and so instead of maybe you have to write an english essay right don't just have a point that's like oh write my english essay you can have you know if you need to write it about a text or like about a poem you know you can have one that's just read the poem maybe you make an outline create a thesis write the introduction because then you get those crossed out and it feels so much more Exciting, and you feel so much more productive than if you have just one point that you need to wait like six hours or something to cross out. And so that's something I would do, but it is kind of a balance because I know some people get very, very overwhelmed if they have a long list. I would much rather have less, lesser, but you know, bigger points and bigger things that they need to get done. But personally, I just want to get things crossed out like I love it the feeling of just you know putting a cross or just Putting a line over it. It's so satisfying to me to actually get something done And it's something I've found this year to really really help me Another very important element of studying is taking notes and taking good notes that make sense at the end of the school year before exams, which that was something that I really had to learn this year and I had to figure out what works for me personally, because at the beginning of the year, I had a lot of teachers be like, oh, you should use this method and you should use this other method, but they just didn't really work for me, Uh, mostly because when i started taking notes i'm not like you know i wasn't always sure how many notes i would like how much would it how much space would it take up how many notes would i actually take how many terms would there be and all the note-taking methods that i was introduced to they were all like oh you know you separate your paper into different like you know uh, parts and then here you have the most important takeaways and then here you have some keywords and and that just didn't feel realistic for me because then i would literally have to just um you know read the thing and then think about it and plan it and then write it and i just thought that was way too much and that that was just too much work and so i think the really important thing was just to create a system and what i did was that i had this like system with like dots basically and so i take notes and i just you know i write um a text and then i have like spaces between different paragraphs if they're about different things and i generally have quite small paragraphs i don't want it to be like a long one and then especially like biology and stuff, I might need to define a term and then I underline that. I write in with a mechanical pencil and then I uh, underline the word that needs to be defined with a pen. And then I write in with a mechanical pencil underneath the paragraph. I write the term and then I make a little star in pen um, behind it. Uh, I make a little star behind the word in pen and then I underline it in pen as well and so every time I see a star like that I know that it's a definition and that has worked for me but I think personally and just on a general level it's more about finding what works for you um, and also just do what you want to do right like if you want to be very systematic and have it like that you do that for me it's worked really well to have like sometimes i use um, a blue pen if i add something and if it's like i go back in my notes and i'm like oh hey i'm gonna add this i usually add it in um blue pen or no, if it's just like something that's not really important but i'm just adding it it's blue pen and black pen are for like definitions and underlining and stuff and everything else is in the mechanical pen And that's what worked for me, and that's what I was really happy about, was that I had this year that wasn't, it doesn't really count for anything other than getting into the IB. And so I really had time to learn how to properly take notes. Um, And while this is not going to be discussed in this episode, I would probably, I will probably later on discuss maybe certain topics uh or certain like subjects certain subject groups and how to maybe study for tests and those how to you know write the perfect notes well obviously not perfect but i can i can't really say and i don't want to say like oh this is perfect or this is going to work because it's probably not i can tell you what works for me and what i've done throughout this year what i how i take my notes and maybe you can use some of that because that's what I've done I've gotten input from other people and then I've you know tried to use the parts of what they do that I think makes sense for me and so another part that kind of uh, feeds into this is to find things that motivate you and I get that sometimes you just you don't want to do the work and I have that you know it happens a lot sometimes I have periods where I'm like excited about learning and sometimes I have periods where I just don't want to be here um you know I just I want to be in bed I want to read a book I don't want to be in school I don't want to do homework I'm just you know sometimes you're kind of just over it and what helps me is finding things that motivate me and it, it can be the smallest things um i really like taking notes i really like taking pretty notes i have so many highlighters and so for me what motivates me is the fact that i use very pretty highlighters and then i actually get kind of excited because when i finish writing my notes i add like highlighters and like colors and it gets very pretty And so stuff like that really motivates me, right, to finish because I want to add very pretty colors and, you know, multiple colors. I can have multiple color schemes and it just looks uh, very, very pretty. And I'm not saying that it has to like, my notes aren't like maybe insta-worthy if you want to call it that. Um, But I like the way they look and it's not like I want, I'm not making them pretty for other people. I'm making them pretty for myself. And I feel like that helps me when I really don't feel like doing something. So I feel like that's, you know, a great idea. It can also be sometimes I make coffee before studying and I make a coffee that I really like. I, sometimes I make iced coffee. I can make the <laughs> the TikTok with iced coffee that I really like and still do. It's actually amazing. Um, and so that might motivate me if you can link or allow yourself to If you have, I don't know, something that you really like drinking, maybe don't do alcohol. But for example, coffee, if you have like a certain kind of coffee that you really like, you can make that a thing that you get if you really don't feel like studying. Make that drink before studying, make that like kind of a reward and a thing that keeps you going. And so something that kind of fits into that category is that I found also creating a good study space really really motivates you so I have like if you have a desk that you sit at making it kind of pretty and like cleaning it really really helps like for me if I have a desk with like if it if it just looks good you know and I really like it it motivates me to sit there whereas if it's really messy and there's just like mess all around me I sometimes can't focus as well or it's just like distracting and so I highly recommend finding a desktop setup that you just really really like and something that you find aesthetically pleasing it doesn't have to actually be aesthetically pleasing to anyone else like it just has to work for you and has to be something that you really like um because I can just feel if I sometimes I clean my desk and you know I wipe the dust away and I might like I like having a more minimalistic desk because I have like, then I put a bunch of notebooks on there when I'm studying it. So it just makes sense to not have as much on it. And that just like, after I've done that, I'm always super excited to just sit there because it's so pretty. And so I do really recommend doing something like that. Um, But sitting on, sitting by your desk you know, that I spend a lot of time sitting at my desk. I spend so much time at my desk that I also kind of take every single opportunity to not sit at my desk. And I don't mean <laughs> to, like, lay in bed. I really don't recommend laying in bed. What I do mean, though, is that I have, I have a local cafe here. And what I've learned is that if I, I have written assignments... I have to write, like, essays. I love doing that at a cafe. And, you know, drink some coffee and just, like, live your best life. Because that just makes me appreciate it. And I, every time I see people in public, like, drinking coffee or drinking something. And just, like, sitting at a cafe and studying. I always think they're so cool because they look so productive. And, like, they're just, you know, doing great. And I'm like, that's amazing. And so I love doing that. I also loved going to the library. So just getting out of your room sometimes really help um and I have if I'm like studying for an exam I do genuinely do it in my room libraries are great as well though to just study for things um and then written assignments if I have a long written assignment I try to do it out of the house as much as possible just to get a change of scenery you know because when like during school days I basically you know I'm at school I come home I do homework I sleep I go to school I come home I do homework like I'm just like at school and at home and so sometimes I just don't feel like sitting at my desk anymore because it's just you've been in that room so much that a change of senior can actually make you feel so much better and for me it makes me feel you know so much more productive and a plus is also that going to it means you know getting outside usually getting some air maybe uh you know walking a little bit maybe bicycling so you also just get some air because I'm really really bad at going outside like I'll just sit if I come home Friday and I don't have any plans and I have a bunch of like school stuff I'll just sit and do homework the entire weekend and then sometimes I won't like actually go outside until like Monday morning which is the worst habit and so that ensures that I do you know go outside I get some fresh air I get you know I get time to just also think I do that a lot but like sometimes i'm stuck in an essay and i don't know what to write or in if like a physics assignment i have no clue how to solve something just like going outside and letting yourself have like maybe 30 minutes or 20 minutes or 10 minutes or even just like five minutes to just think about it and try to just not like don't go and have that be the only thing but sometimes just like kind of emptying your mind and thinking about other things means that when you return to you know, what you were doing uh, prior to this. You know, it just makes you think more clearly about it. And I have found that it helps me, you know, find some better solutions or find better, you know, essay arguments. And so I think that's one of the most important things, changing your environment, you know, getting fresh air. And then also figuring out a study schedule. works for you because the amount of times especially on instagram and on youtube there's a lot of people who are like oh you need to follow this model to get good grades and you need to study like this and i'm like i get that that's amazing especially if you don't have a study schedule like try some out but i think the most important thing is do what works for you i had a student counselor who was like you should never study more than an hour and I'm like I get it but that just doesn't work for me like I'll generally study for like an hour and a half and then I'll take like 30 minute like a 30 minute break because for me I would much rather study for longer and then have a long break I need to have a longer break in order to just be able to keep going And then usually at some point I'll have like an hour long break because otherwise I'll just lose motivation throughout the day and then I'll be so tired at the end. Um, And so finding a schedule that works and sticking to it really helps. Like look forward and know when you have your next break. That usually helps me. Like I'm like, okay, I just, if I keep going for like 15 minutes and I know I'll have like a 30 minute break. Whereas for me, the... I don't remember what the model is but it's like, oh you work for like 25 minutes and you have like a 5 minute break and then 25 minutes and a 5 minute break, you do that a certain amount of times so and you have a longer break. But I just feel that in 25 minutes I don't have time to, you know, really get into a subject. Because sometimes, you know, I start and I spend a lot of time just, you know, staring at a blank paper, staring at a math equation, be like, how do I even do this? And then I get into a kind of flow, and at that point, twenty five minutes might have you know, I might have been walking for twenty five minutes, and then taking that break would just completely kill my flow. Um, and so I think also like in the moment, like you're gonna know. And sometimes I walk for like thirty minutes. I'm like, nah, I know, and then I take like a ten minute break because I'm like, I just need to clear my mind. I. I don't know what I'm doing, and it's not going great. And I don't mean this as like I don't take that many breaks, because take the break amount of breaks that you need. You should never feel guilty for taking a lot of breaks, because that usually means that you can work better and more focused in the time that you actually work. Like I think it's much better if you take a lot of breaks and then maybe only work not only but if you work for like three hours in a day let's say you work three hours right and you take a lot of breaks so that means that those three hours are very focused instead of you kind of just dragging it out to like six hours and just doing it in one stretch and you're just so tired by the end like I feel like it's so much better to just work for a shorter time and work better and more concentrated and I feel like that sometimes like there can be a very very toxic culture um, you know the study culture where it's like oh you have to work like 10 hours a day in order for you to be able to feel productive and for you to have done something great because you know I studied 12 hours a day and like five hours is nothing like that's just not the way that we need to tackle this and I think that we need to stop comparing the amount of hours that we work and instead need to figure out how we work best and stop and I I mean that's hard you know you can't just stop comparing yourself either I do it all the time and it's such a bad habit of mine but we just need to make it like let's make it a trend that you just figure out how you work best and then you do what you need to do especially because we're in so different stages of our lives like I've had times where I've wanted to study more and I've seen people be like oh you know you should study this amount of hours a day and I'm like yeah, that's great, but I don't have more, you know, like, at some point, you don't have more stuff, or maybe you have too much stuff, and that's completely okay, and so, honestly, I think the most important takeaway is just do what you think is best for you, which is is kind of a terrible advice if you have no clue how to do anything, but what I've done, and what I would do is try different methods, you know, and just Maybe make your own from other methods. You don't have to follow one method like one hundred percent, you know, try different things and figure out if there were parts of it that work for you. And if there were, adapt those parts. Oh I mean don't. Um, but ask your friends, you know, what do they do and try and just like collect a lot of tips and tricks and then, you know, adapt what works for you and kind of just create and piece together your own um study uh, method and you know note taking method and also ask your teachers ask your student counselor ask me if you want um i know that a lot of teachers are very happy to help you i also know some people have teachers that aren't happy to help but then i mean i'll always be very very happy to help and again i can in the future or soon probably do if it's requested do some more specific episodes about specific subjects or specific note-taking methods and try them out or something thank you so much for listening that was all for today's episode i hope to see you in two weeks and i hope that you have an amazing day today